Welcome to the Midweek Season 2. I'm your host, Scotty Beth, and I'm so glad that you're here. Every other week, we are going to be having conversations with different parents about what it looks like to parent through the phases. Every stage of your child's life, from birth to adulthood, is categorized into a phase, and we want to help equip you in each one. So whether you are listening as you are driving to work, waiting in the car pickup line, or walking on the treadmill, we hope these conversations empower and encourage you on your parenting journey as you continue to love God, love others, and impact this world and your kids with Jesus. Hey parents, welcome to the Midweek Season 2. I'm your host, Scotty Beth, and I'm so excited that you decided to join us today and tune in. Our first guest for this brand new season is Miss Mandy Forsyth. Hi, Mandy. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Scotty Beth. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, So this new season is all about talking to our parents about how to equip and encourage them as they parent through the phases. And so you are a mom and a wife, but I know you, but our audience does. So tell us a little bit about you. Who are you, Mandy? Sure. Um, I am a wife, I'm a mother, and I am an ER nurse. I've been married to Brandon for almost 23 years now. We have four teenagers at home, so we are in the thick of it. Uh, We have a 19-year-old who's away at college for his first year, a 17-year-old son, and then our daughters are 15 and 13. I love them all, and I... Your girls and their personalities have been so fun to watch as they grow up, just with how different, but also how similar they are as well. And then the boys, they are just turning into be wonderful gentlemen. And oh, well, thank you. You're welcome. I'll have to remember that in their less gentlemanly <laughs> moments. <laughs> hey, I, I get that for sure. So um, an ER nurse, I bet that you have a ton of fun stories from all your time. How long have you been doing that? Uh, I've been an ER nurse now for 22 years. And so, yes, I have some horrifying stories. I have some funny stories and, of course, lots and lots of heartbreaking stories. Yeah. But um, I absolutely love ER nursing. I love patient care. I love being there at the bedside when people are having sometimes their worst day ever. Yeah. It's a weird privilege um, to be able to serve patients and people that way. Yeah. That's awesome that you get to be Jesus to them in those moments. Um, Mandy, one thing I love about you, and we've talked about this throughout the years that we've um, known one another, is one thing that you have shared is that um, you are the person that is supposed to be the mom to your kids. Um, and so I love just hearing that assurance and confidence when you say that and knowing that that has come through um, prayer alongside of Brandon, but also just in your own time with the Lord. And so thinking about motherhood and the journey that you've been on with your four kiddos, what is your favorite thing about being a mom? Um, I had to think long and hard about this one earlier because there's so many different aspects about motherhood that I love. There's a few that aren't my favorite, but there's so many different aspects about motherhood that I love. Um, I've been a mom for 19 years, and what I've loved is seeing my children grow up and develop their personalities and develop, slowly become who they're going to be when they're grownups. Um, their strengths, their interactions with each other and with us. Um, it's weird to, th- you know, there's four of them. They've all grown up in the same household. Um, three of them are biologically our children. One of our daughters is adopted, but they're so different. There's not a one of them that's the same as the other. There's a couple of similar traits, but it's just, I love seeing um, 
God's creativity and how he creates people and being a small part of getting to getting to create people and yeah. see how uh, and raise them and see how they are, li- you know, as they grow up. Yeah. Uh, one thing I love about the way that you parent and the way that you are a mom, um, and I share this in the sense of you are a, f- a person that uses pictures to uh, diary your life and your trips. <laughs> and so um, when I first met you, I know one of the things that I immediately loved is when they're like, yeah, Mandy had a blog one time, and now she just uses these pictures on Facebook and like tells the details of the vacations and the trips. And I just love that because that's <laughs> while it is, you know, for ourselves and like, hey, let's remember these moments. Like you get to show part of your motherhood in that. And so it I was think that's so really I used cool. to have, you know, and this was back in the olden days because I'm 112 years old. <laughs> um, but back in the olden days, before there was the Instagram and all the things, moms had blogs and they would blog all, you know, baby pictures and cute things or toddlers did. And so we did that for a while. And it was fun to document those memories that I would not remember anything about had they not been documented. But there came to a point where the kids were going, Mom, don't please don't put this on the Internet. And I thought, you know, it's probably time to step back from this yeah. uh, just to preserve some of their privacy. I don't want them um, kind of growing up wondering if everything they tell me is going to be on the Internet. But, yeah. yes, um, now we have social media, and I do. I love sharing pictures. We love to travel. Our family loves to take trips and travel together. And I love sharing pictures of that, um, kind of my own scrapbook online for other people to look at so that I don't have to just send pictures to my dad constantly. He can (laughs) see them by himself on Facebook. (laughs) He can see them on your digital scrapbook. That's awesome. Um, When you have those conversations with your kids, like, you know, hey, mom, what's being posted on the internet? That is just a a picture of what a discipling conversation has to, it can start that way, or that's just an example of what could happen in the home. And so we know as followers of Jesus that God has ordained parents to be the primary discipler of their yes, kids. Yes. And so when you hear that statement, um, what does that mean to you? Um, myself and Brandon are the primary disciples of the four Forsyth children. There's not a single other person that God put on the earth who said, your primary job is to disciple the Forsyth children. It's me and Brandon. It's the parents. Um, It's not church. It's not as awesome as our student ministry is. It's not the student ministry. It's not their school and their teachers. It's not their friends. Um, It's us. And, you know, we can't pass that buck to anybody else. Um, It's our responsibility. We have to assume that responsibility. And we love having... Um, some backup and people to walk alongside us like their friends from church, like our our um, discipleship communities, like our student ministry. But it's ultimately on us as parents. So that's a responsibility that we that we assume and that we know is ours alone. Yeah, I love hearing how you just immediately take ownership of that. I think a lot of um parents nowadays I'm seeing and I'm not a parent so this is all you know from from a different um, perspective but I feel like there is a little bit of fear in taking complete ownership because of all the other voices and things that are happening in the world and so that's encouraging for you to say you know even the student ministry like we know our role is to partner with you guys and come alongside of you but it is in support of yours and Brandon's role as the primary disciplers. And that's 
that's how God designed it. And we know that God created the design for parents, but he also created the design for family. And so we see that model um, in Deuteronomy 6. This is something that we talk about in church a lot. It is the part where God is saying, you know, teach the word to your children when they rise, when they lay down, when you're walking on the way or for all us. All the time. All the yes. time. And, and all things. All the times. Teach <laughs> teach the word to the children. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, that looks different when they're teenagers than it did when they were two and three and four and I had a house full of children under the age of six and was pulling my hair out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember when the boys were little, when they were uh, three and four years old, two and three years old their brains are so squishy and they're just like sponges and whether you want them to or not, they're going to remember every single thing. Um, Their brains are going to take it in. So we did a lot of scripture memorization when the kids were very young and it's still shocking. We'll run across a scripture and I, you know, and I say the whole thing in my head because I still remember from, you know, 15 years ago when we taught our children uh, those scriptures. Um, Now that they're teenagers, of course it looks a lot different. Um, Right now, it looks like maintaining relationship and maintaining influence. Mm -hmm. It looks a lot like strengthening, um, as parents, strengthening that relationship that I have with my kids. Um, One time, one of them called us out. We We took one of the kids to dinner, and he said to us, he goes, the only time you really talk to me lately is to tell me to do something. Mm. And that really hit home. Um, It's, we do a lot of, instructional parenting hey clean you know empty the dishwasher go clean up your garbage truck of a room (laughs) upstairs we tell them to do things have you done your homework have you done this have you done that pick up your shoes etc etc um and I think that can hurt the relationship if there's not a balance of you actually have to talk we have to talk to our kids Mm -hmm. And they, in a way that they will talk back and they will, they will share in a way that will maintain relationship. Hey, tell me, um, tell me your high point and low point of the day. Mm -hmm. We call them happies and crappies. I know not everybody calls them happies (laughs) and crappies, but that's the Forsyth house. Um, Tell me the high and low point of your day. Tell me about an opportunity you had to be kind to someone. Um, Tell me, what can I pray for you about? When we pray at bedtime tonight, what can I pray for you about? Um, Our girls are 13 and 15, and one of us, either my husband and I, will usually put them to bed still every night. Mm -hmm. And we pray out loud with those girls every night. It's important for me, it's important that they hear us pray for them. Mm -hmm. I want them to hear me thanking God for them. I want them to hear me thanking God for their creativity and for their joy and for their kindness and for these wonderful attributes that he has given them. It's important to me that they hear that coming from their parents. Mm -hmm. It's important to me that the things that they've shared with me, that they hear me talking to God about. They hear me praying for them. They hear me praying for their friends or for, you know, it's a lot of times, especially when they were younger, they could always find someone in the hospital to pray for. Um, but just praying for whatever God's put on their heart to pray for. And we, you know, now that they're teenagers, it's a matter of maintaining relationship, maintaining influence there Mm -hmm. and hearing and how can we show these children that we love them and wanting to hear. I want them to see and hear us interact with God in that way. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that just goes 
perfectly in line with the core of what you want is to to maintain influence and relationship. And so one of the things that we learn in as student ministers and, you know, reading the resource books and all of those things, um, one thing about parenting is you have 936 weeks of influence from the time your child is born to when they graduate high school. Sounds like yes. a lot. Um, but as we know, because um, I've been in now three, three meetings with you where they're high schoolers and we're looking at you going like, <laughs> and here's the, here's the amount for when they launch from your house. <laughs> um, yes. But when you hear 936 weeks of influence, how do you prioritize discipleship throughout that time? Um, so for us, it started even when the kids were babies, one-year-old, two-year-olds, um, beginning with the end in mind, Mm -hmm. even when they're babies, even when they're tiny, I'm raising them to be adults. Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily raising children. I'm raising adults. I want them to, you know, they're going to be functional, hopefully functional adults (laughs) by the, (laughs) by the end of all of this. And what do I want that to look like? What, who do I want them to be as adults? Who does, what does God want for their lives? as adults. And we made a lot of decisions, especially early on, based around that. Um, There have been a lot of no's. It's very difficult. There's so much, even as adults, but I think every parent knows this as your kids get older, there's a lot more no's. Mm -hmm. Um, We, there's all the all's, there's all the activities, there's the jobs, there's work, there's uh, sports, there's all the club things, you name it, and our kids are distracted by it. we kind of made a decision early on that we're not going to do activities on Sundays, mm-hmm. um, which cut out a whole lot of things that take up quite a bit of time. Um, none of the Forsyths are going to the Olympics. <laughs> none of them are going <laughs> pro in anything athletic. Sorry, kids. You're st- <laughs> you have Sloan jeans. It's not going <laughs> to happen. <laughs> um, I'm not what you'd call like athletic and outdoorsy and all of that. <laughs> all of the things. None of you are going pro. Sorry. Um, but we kind of made the call that, hey, we're not going to do anything on Sundays. It was kind of an easy call. My husband has this, like, weekend work gig that he does Mm -hmm. on Sundays. (laughs) Um, so it was kind of an easy call. Hey, we're not going to be at a tournament across town or across the state or across the country. Um, but also I wanted them in church from early on. I wanted them to see church and that community there and that I wanted to develop that habit in them. I wanted that as ingrained in them as we go to school, we go to work and we go to church. Um, That's just a habit that our family has. I wanted them to learn how to serve in the church and how to form community there. Um, It was important for them to see us as parents studying God's word um, and teaching it to them and giving them age-appropriate resources to help them learn that for themselves. I wanted them to be involved in serving others. Mm -hmm. Um, I like to take food and dinner to people that have had a baby or that have had, you know, whatever. I grew up in church. We feed people when things change. Um, Yes, we do. (laughs) Just what we do. Here's a casserole. (laughs) Um, So, you know, it's that's something we can do with our kids and something I did with the girl, you know, with the kids. Why are we cooking all this, Mom? You never cook food for us. Yes, we are cooking it for somebody else, and this is why. Um, this is why we're helping this couple with their yeah. yard work. It was important for us to, for them to be involved in serving with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that because as, as we know from, 
I mean, the minute they're born, they're watching you. And so the fact that from the beginning, you and Brandon had the end in mind of, you know, our influence isn't just here because, you know, we are their parents, which is huge, but it's also because we're the ones that they're watching the most, you know, whether they realize it's like, hey, this is here because they're mom and dad. It's it's here because we're the ones with you most of the time. So our quirks and funny things you're going to pick up on just like our great things and just like our hard things and so when you think about that you know you as a mom your humanness comes out which is a gift because that also gets to show your kids Jesus in real time your relationship with the Lord Um, but as your kids are growing and being sanctified you are growing and being sanctified alongside of them yes and so how do you keep your eyes on Jesus and the importance of your role as a parent in the forefront during those moments um, <laughs> grace, <laughs> grace every single day. I remember, especially when the kids were little, um, I don't have it in me to be a stay at home mom. Like it's, it was so hard for me. I thought I'm going to go to the ER now for 12 hours and relax, um, because that was easier than staying home with these four little kids for me. Um, it's hard. And there were days where we just squeaked by and made it till bedtime and everybody was crying. And I think everybody ate I don't know, but, you know, <laughs> if if there were prayers that said, it was just more like, please, Jesus, is it bedtime yet? Um, yes. There were days that didn't go great, and there were days I laid in bed and go, just so frustrated with myself, but remembering that tomorrow is a new day. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow is a new opportunity. One bad day doesn't have to completely derail um, everything, and tomorrow might also be a bad day, but it's okay. Keep on plugging and keep on um, keeping the end in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, as they got older, the challenges changed and I, we started praying a lot more for wisdom and humility mm-hmm. and occasionally we'll have a day where a situation or a conversation will occur with one of the kids that didn't go how we should have, you know, uh, my response was not how it should have gone. I, you know, one of us flew off the handle a little bit and didn't, um, didn't really have a humbling moment and we have had to go we have gone back to that child later on when everybody is more cool-headed and apologized for that moment Mm -hmm. Brandon and I have both apologized to our kids at various points in time for things because uh, they need to see that we mess up as parents they need to see we make mistakes and not think that these mistakes are normal and Mm -hmm. that not think that these mistakes are how things should be yeah um and so I'm just thankful um, for grace and that every day is a new opportunity to do yeah. things a little bit better. Yeah. So when you think about parents and some who are in the same season as you, in the same phase as you, um, and some who are not, but just the parent role and the importance of that. If you could give a mom that you are sitting across the coffee table from who is needing some encouragement, some practical steps to remembering her role um, that m- – being a parent is important. What would be some encouragement that you could give? Um, you don't have to know all the alls to disciple your kids. Mm, it is literally I so many, and parenting is the most, nothing makes you more insecure in life than being a parent. And I mean, I'm, I'm making it up as I go along. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all of us are making it up as we go along. Nothing is more nerve wracking than them handing you a child in the hospital and you leaving with that child. Um <laughs> 
and then every day from then on is is equally as nerve-wracking but nothing makes you more insecure than that and sometimes insecurity will get the best of us and we convince ourselves that well somebody else can do this better Mm. um or that's why i take him to church um the problem is as parents we are spiritually discipling our children whether we want to or not Mm, that's good as parents a hundred percent of us are the spiritual disciples of our children Mm -hmm. um so you are leading them down a road, whether you want to or not. So let them see you walking out your faith the best you know how to do. Let them see you praying. Let them see you studying. Um, drag them to church. Throw them in children's ministry. Um, find a place for the two of you to serve together. Um, I love doing that every now and then. I've had the opportunity to serve alongside one of my children, and it's so much fun. Um, it's just so neat to see them using their gifts and using that opportunity to serve alongside me Mm -hmm. that's awesome that's awesome I love getting to just hear more of how the Lord has discipled you in discipling your kids and how Brandon obviously is absolutely a part of that as well but um, this is encouraging to me and I'm not even a parent Uh and so um, I'm excited for the parents that are tuning in um, to hear that and just um, to remember that being the primary discipler of your children doesn't need to be daunting. It's a gift, and it's the calling that God has given you, mm-hmm. um, yes. and he has confidence in who he made you to be for your kids. Yes, yes, so. you can do this. You yeah. can do this. Yeah. Well, Mandy, thank you so much uh, for being on the midweek. We are so grateful, and uh, maybe we'll ask you to come again sometime. This was fun. <laughs> thank you, Scotty Peff. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Midweek. We hope that you enjoyed the conversation and are walking into the rest of your day with some encouragement on your parenting journey. God has chosen you to be the primary discipler of your kids, and we are cheering you on and praying you up every step of the way. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure to check out the show notes for some extra resources. If you are looking for a new church home, we would love to invite you to Northside Christian Church. We have services on campus and online every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. We would love to have you join us. That's it for this week's episode. See you next time.